You're not alone if you think President Trump hasn't gone far enough to blame Russia for allegedly interfering in November's election with political hacks, leaks, and fake news. But don't give up hope on the commander-in-chief just yet, at least when it comes to cybersecurity. That's the message from many government and private sector experts at this year's RSA conference in San Francisco, the cybersecurity community's largest annual gathering. They say there's still room for optimism when it comes to protecting the grid, fixing outdated government computer systems, and even knocking the Islamic State off the web. I'm Jack Detch, a reporter with Passcode, the Christian Science Monitor's section on security and privacy in the digital age. On this special episode of the Cybersecurity Podcast, we'll take a look back at our recent Beat the Breach event, co-hosted by Passcode and the cybersecurity firm Invincia during the RSA conference, sponsored by Forcepoint, NSS Labs, and Vectra Networks. At the event, officials honed in on elements of cybersecurity and privacy where Trump could make a difference, including the tense relationship with Silicon Valley. Before leaving office, the Obama administration assembled an expert commission that left a cybersecurity to-do list for President Trump that called for stronger collaboration with the tech sector, faster updates to government computer systems, and the creation of a U.S. cyber ambassador. And so far, according to former White House Homeland Security Advisor Lisa Monaco, the Trump administration appears to be following the flight plan. After a leaked draft of an executive order on cybersecurity began circulating in Washington earlier this month, the proposal appears to double down on the Obama-era push for stronger internet freedom and better security for critical infrastructure that's hooked up to the web. The most recent draft, at least that I saw, um, I think is, uh, has reasons to be quite encouraging. Um, what I saw in that draft was a lot of consistency, quite frankly, in the, um, the, the work that we have been doing the focus on information sharing, I, you know, all the things I saw in that draft were quite encouraging. So we'll see what ends up getting signed. Monaco says she briefed her successor, Tom Bossert, on everything from legacy computer systems to beefing up international norms for cyberspace in 12 hours of talks during the transition period. Bossert will also try to help the U.S. government boot the Islamic State from its digital safe havens. But one of the most important parts of Bossert's new role, Monaco says, will be finding a way to punish criminal and nation-state hackers that interfere with American computer systems. To impose costs and hold accountable those actors who are trying to do harm both to the U.S. government and to uh, U.S.-based companies. That means continuing to hold uh, those actors accountable by calling them out, naming, shaming, using all tools at our disposal as a government, whether it's um, law enforcement, sanctions, you name it. We need to continue to hold those uh, bad actors accountable. Otherwise, we don't have a hope of deterring that behavior. Yet experts don't think strong words, sanctions, or offensive cyber attacks will deter the best hackers overseas. Greg Tuhill, the federal government's chief information security officer during the Obama administration, says the U.S. needs to get better at the day-to-day aspects of cybersecurity, such as building a stronger workforce and learning how to innovate more successfully. We need to do the right things the right way. And, you know, it's more than just hygiene. And hygiene across both public and private sectors is not up to snuff. We need to do a better job. But it's more than hygiene. It's doing exercises and drills. And perfect practice makes perfect is what Vince Lombardi said. And his name's on trophies. Our name should be on the same type of uh, trophies. But practice won't make perfect, Hill says, unless it's built on the right computer systems. From my perch as the uh, chief information security officer, I'm looking at the architecture and saying, holy crap, this is built on a 1980s org chart. We need to scrap that or architecture and morph to a contemporary 
cloud-based, uh, capabilities-based architecture. And getting cybersecurity right during the Trump administration is going to require something else. Collaboration with Silicon Valley, a relationship that's been hampered by bitter disputes over encryption, including the FBI's fight with Apple last year to unlock the San Bernardino shooter's iPhone. If that rift continues to grow, says Jeffrey Massimilla, chief product cybersecurity officer at General Motors, it could have a real impact on digital security. If you don't come together and take the common goal of trying to keep everybody safe or their data safe, their data private, whatever it is, you, you just aren't going to you aren't going to succeed, right? And you can see that, and you can see um, both sides taking um, positions on this. And I think those positions need to be collaborative because if they aren't collaborative, we aren't going to win. We aren't going to win. Still, the end of the Obama administration showed that techies and feds could collaborate in important areas. One place Massimilla saw that was the development of so-called bug bounty programs that pay out cash rewards to ethical hackers who can find software vulnerabilities a practice even tried out on unclassified systems at the Pentagon. When you get researchers involved, they all have a different way they attack systems, and you get the best of every world when you get those people looking at your systems. But there's room for the relationship between Silicon Valley and Washington to grow even further beyond bug bounties. U.S. Deputy Attorney General Adam Hickey says the private sector is now playing a critical role in helping the U.S. government find out who's behind the keyboard in a digital attack a point underscored by the FBI's reliance on the cybersecurity firm CrowdStrike to provide forensic analysis of the Democratic National Committee hack last summer. There's a saying you hear in the government a lot, one team, one fight. And I think when it comes to the security community and its visibility, I think the government needs to be a little bit humble, right? We are not necessarily the greatest collector of information. There are folks who, because of their relationships with the private sector who's affected, and properly so, have perhaps greater visibility even than we do, certainly when it comes to what's happening on domestic networks. So I think we do need to approach them as partners, and I think that may require more of a team spirit. And deterring digital attacks from Russia and other adversaries under Trump won't just be about fighting cyber with cyber, Hickey says. The U.S. will have to leverage all of the tools in its toolkit, from naming and shaming to sanctions. When you have a cyber incident, it's not just about finding a cyber response, right? That what you need to recognize is the cyber incident takes place in the context of a bilateral relationship, and you need to bring all of the government's tools, federal government's tools, to bear in constructing response that's going to have deterrent value. But with any luck, there won't be a shortage of hackers willing to help, says Richard Barger, director of security research at Splunk. There's a lot of motivated, patriotic folks that love this country, and they're extremely passionate about this, the work that they do. They're, there's an emotional zeal and commitment to you know, catching a bad guy online, like you're playing chess, you know, and, and, and the stakes are high. There's, there's obviously um, a lot at stake. That's all for today. Thanks for listening to the Cybersecurity Podcast, a project by New America and Passcode. If you're interested in learning more about the digital threats that the U.S. could face under Trump, check out highlights from Passcode's Beat the Breach event on our YouTube channel under the username csmonitor100. And join us soon when we interview some of cybersecurity's biggest leaders and thinkers. And be sure to subscribe to us on New America's iTunes and SoundCloud at the Cybersecurity Podcast. Sign up for Passcode at csmpasscode.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast from New America and the Christian Science Monitor. This recording carries a Creative Commons 4.0 international license. Music thanks to MK2 for their songs The Big Score and Cold Killa. To learn more about Passcode by the Christian Science Monitor, please visit passcode.csmonitor.com. To learn more about New America, please visit newamerica.org.